Now, interest rates, just quickly, we'll get back to that, 133693. So an 11-year high, 3.6%. That's 10 in a row. Indications that maybe they'll have a rest next time around when the Reserve Bank meets. There's a, a survey in the Fin Review today uh, from a company called Nature, which says 74% of people have already cut back dining out. Um, the rest are thinking about it. 72% of cutback takeaway food, 60% of cutback holidays, even get down to 47% of cutaway cutback takeaway coffee. Times are that tough. One double three six nine three. Stephen Kakoulis, managing director, market economics, and a former economic advisor to Julia Gillard. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Hey, you you would have been used to this, but it really annoyed me yesterday when this was announced in Parliament, federal Parliament that they just stood there blaming each other. And I thought, well, we, the Great Unwashed, are sitting out here struggling to pay bills, and you've got Elbow blaming Dutton and Dutton blaming Elbow. It was, they were just throwing dirt at each other. Who's, does it, well, I don't know if it really matters, but is it anybody's fault we're in this situation? Has, has Scott Morrison mismanaged or has Elbow mismanaged? Look, at the end of the day, not really. I think when we sort of examine why on earth did inflation get as high as it did and you know, why are these cost of living pressures coming through and causing householders, as you just alluded to, sort of to really scale back a lot of their spending, um, it, it has its seeds both internationally that there was a, um, a surge, I suppose, in the global economy after the COVID lockdowns ended, remembering that interest rates were effectively at zero around the world. Um, Central banks were printing money and, you know, it, it had to feed into inflation. And the, and the issue was that they, the central banks didn't take it away early enough. So that was part of the debate. But yeah. uh, for the politicians to be blaming each other, look, I, yeah, I, look, I don't think there's a lot in that. I think it's just more politics rather than policy. And for the moment, it's the Reserve Bank doing its bit to try to contain inflation, doing okay. it very, very aggressively, it must be said, too. Do the banks wear any responsibility for not having a bigger buffer? I remember they both told me when interest rates were low and I was being... Chicken Little and saying, but they'll go up, people will get caught, people won't be able to afford their mortgage. And the banks all said to me, oh, we have put a big enough buffer in. Well, they now admit that buffer is gone. So did the banks get it wrong? Yep. Look, I think they were a little bit imprudent. They were lending to you know every Tom, Dick and Sally that sort of came along during that um that period where interest rates were 0.1%. And, and the Reserve Bank was actually lending the bank's money at 0.1%. So that's where we saw these fixed-rate mortgages at around about 2 2.25% come through. And people loved them, of course. You know, it's, it was almost free money, not quite, but almost. And, of course, now that that buffer is being exceeded, the buffer at the time was around 3%. Now, we've already had 3.5 percentage points of rate hikes. So those people who might have been on the edge when they applied that buffer when they took out their loan a year, 18 months, two years ago, and now the ones that are, you know, as you said, you know, cutting back on their sort of discretionary spending. Okay, and do you you agree with the others that uh, the signs are that there'll be a bit of a, a, a pause next time? Oh yes, I, th- I think so. And even the RBA alluded to that sort of in their statement. You know, they they're never com- well, really completely clear in their language, but they did acknowledge the economy is slowing down, the unemployment rate is going up, inflation is falling. Now there's a question about how quickly inflation's falling, but 2023 is going to be a tough year for the economy. The RBA acknowledged that, and I guess they're now sort of taking a step back. And if the the next couple of weeks of data on retail sales, on jobs, if they're a little bit weaker, then they will pause in April and, and probably beyond. Thank you very much for your time. Stephen Kakoulis, Managing Director of Market Economics, a former advisor to Julia Gillard.
Um, it did re- really got up my nose a bit to see them there shouting at each other. Ah, it was all your fault. Ah, and Jim Chalmers was into it. They were all into it. And I, I thought, to hell with you lot. You know, people out here are actually struggling, cutting back on takeaway coffee, for heaven's sake. And you're standing there blaming each other for heavens, if ever. You know, we've even got the unions, some of the unions at the moment, talking about taxing super profits and screwing more money out of people. Now is not the time for anybody to be going it alone. You need government, opposition, boss, worker, everybody on the one page. Because we're facing those sort of times that Stephen Kakoulis is talking about. Of course, nobody will listen. I've been going on about a, a unified approach for years. I thought during the pandemic we'd get it and they'd say, right, now there's a time to reassess. It lasted five minutes.